Hello from Unboxing Content Marketing. My name is Hanna Reinikainen. And I'm Nina Uusitalo. In this episode, we unbox millennials. Yes, the generation of people born roughly between the years 1980 and 2000. And just to make sure, neither one of us are millennials. No, we were born in the 1970s. But to learn more about the generation of millennials, our project talked to Dr. Tina McCorkingdale, PhD and the president and CEO of the Institute for Public Relations in America. Among other things, Dr. McCorkingdale has done research on social media, mobile technologies, engagement and reputation. And she has studied how millennials interact with organizations on Facebook. Sounds great. Now, let's have Dr. McCorkingdale tell us first, why do millennials matter? Well, I think it's one of the largest generations and there are going to, and we have the baby boomers, which is also a very large population, um, but they're also going to be with us in the, as customers, as employees, as colleagues for, I mean, gosh, the next, you know, 50 years. Um, and, and they're, because they're such a large audience and they're, they're very different than other populations. Um, but it's also a very different time. So we have these uh, individuals who have grown up in technology. And and we make these assumptions that they're better at technology. But I don't necessarily think that's true. I just think they can maybe navigate, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're they're better in, in all respects. I hadn't realized that they are such a big generation. And what's also noteworthy is that many of them are now entering into big decision-making roles and that they're really starting to have a lot of spending power as well. They're definitely an interesting target group for many marketers. Yes, they are. But does looking at generations really matter then? I think generations are good to a point because you can put people in age categories, but they're still very surface. You take people and you take a 23-year-old college student and you're putting them in the same category as a 35-year-old um could be an entrepreneur with two kids or someone who's been in the workforce for 15 years. And they're very different people. And even geography is such a big impact as well or their values and belief system. So I do have issues with just saying, okay, millennials and baby boomers and and making decisions based off these broad categories. I mean, you really have to narrow it down to what are they thinking? What is their attitudes and opinions? Where do they live? How do they think? How will that impact their behavior? And getting into narrowing it down past the the generation, because, you know, if you're 45 to 60, I mean, oh my gosh, that's a huge um, difference. So it's a rough categorization when we talk about millennials. Yes, it is. But it's like Dr. McCorkingdale said, You have to know more about these people than just their age. True. What are they like then? Let's listen. They're definitely um, care more about causes, right? And they care more about volunteering. And they're not as motivated by money as maybe previous generations. Uh, they usually also have shorter tenures in organizations. And they're and, and it all has to do, um, I know in the U.S. with with sort of what their parents did and how their parent how their parents raised them. Um, but I think it's also for an, an organizations to understand them because, like, for instance, what channels are they using and what's the best way to communicate them? And authenticity is more important to them than previous generations, even though it's still important to other generations. I think it's really interesting what you said about authenticity, that it's really important for the millennials. But what do you think that authenticity really means? I think she's referring to being genuine and real, as opposed to only presenting somehow polished or staged images, for example, on social media. And that is an important message for brands and organizations. 
They need to have guts to be genuine and authentic and offer people experiences that they can relate to. That's the kind of content that raises emotions and is likely to be more engaging. All in all, you can't really talk about millennials without talking about social media. So what kind of social media users are they? It's not even just social. It's the um, it's their overall phone usage, right? So they spend a lot of time on social channels, um, but they also spend a lot of time consuming media. It doesn't mean it's news media, um, but they also spend a lot of time texting and It's really interesting how we've seen sort of the changes in texting and, and how people communicate with each other and, and chatting and doing more, I, I consider it more like offline communications, not face-to-face, but more using technology to, um, to not have to talk to people. I like what she said about using technology to not have to talk to people. Yes, there's something that Finnish people can really relate to very well, I think. But what about content marketing then? What do the millennials value when it comes to content? I know that I think what we are doing a lot of is, and it's sort of the function of social and organizations investing more money, is that we are doing more content for content's sake that I think does contribute to a sense of content pollution that I don't think millennials will be as tolerant of, if that makes sense. Transparency, and I put that together with authenticity, that someone being genuine and someone being very um, open to what they're doing is very important to a millennial audience because that's the, the transparency and authenticity is related completely to trust. And if you want to build relationships and you want people to trust you, right? And and be loyal to you because it's not just about a one-off, like you buy my product, buy. You want people to be loyal to you and and stay with you in terms of the relationship. Transparency, authenticity, and trust really seem to be the key words when it comes to content and content marketing. Yes, and producing content only for content's sake should also be avoided. Millennials easily see through that. Now, because this podcast is part of a research project, we naturally asked Dr. McCorkingdale what kind of research she would do if she could have a magic wand. This is what she said. I would love a sort of like a play, not a playbook, but almost there there are these books that I grew up with called Choose Your Own Adventure. And you would read the book and at the bottom of the page, it would say, if you want to jump into the well, go to page 160. If you want to run down the street, go to page 168. And you're choosing what paths you would take. I would love some sort of research that you could you it's all based on research so you could take these sort of paths so you say if x happens and you're it's all backed by research then you should do y right and then we have these sort of guides based on research that we've conducted for all sorts of behavior so if you have a millennial who's in rural Iowa who thinks XXX, here are some suggested i mean i want to see i like the i love the research aspects but i would love to see more of all right, what cool things can we do with this research? Because it's sort of the aha moments that you're like, oh my God, this is so cool. Just think of all the, right? And thinking about millennials and how do we get them to change behavior? How do we get millennials to vote, right? And how can I get those magic plugins based on research to say, all right, vote. And this is why you should, and right? Not put like Paris Hilton as a representative of people voting, those sort of things. The ones that really make true impact. I like her idea of having research-based information to support decision-making. And that is exactly what we're doing in this project as well, studying content marketing to hopefully make it better. This wraps it up for this episode, but there's more to come. Interesting topics such as media transparency, 
videos in content marketing, and virtual reality. Subscribe to our podcast to keep on unboxing content marketing. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.